Welcome in everybody to the In My Own Words NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Templin. It is May 17th, 2020, podcast episode number seven, and some exciting breaking news coming from the NFL today that although players and coaches are not allowed in the buildings yet, that all 32 teams in the National Football League have been given the green light to reopen their training facilities starting this Tuesday. So hopefully their buildings can get cleaned up and ready to go for off-season training conditioning and for training camp and that the NFL schedule can stay on track. A lot of fans, players, coaches, and everyone in the league hopeful that we can have as close to a normal NFL season as possible and that the season will start on time. So some good news coming from the NFL today. But that's not the only news. we got a very good episode for you guys here today. I will be giving one bold prediction for each team in the NFL. So please stay with me, listen in, listen for your team, and hear what i got to say about their 2020 campaign season. Before we get into that, I want to discuss something else. Some other breaking news coming out of the NFL today. Changes to the Rooney Rule. I was personally unaware that there was such a rule in the NFL, but basically the Rooney Rule requires that all teams interview at least one minority member for a vacant head coaching or front office personnel um, position. So they're making some changes to these rules to basically give more opportunities to minorities to achieve Um, higher-ranking job professions in the NFL, more head coaching positions, more front office and personnel positions. Right now, there are over 200 minority assistant coaches in the NFL, but only three of them hold head coaching positions, and very few of them hold front office positions. So obviously, there is a problem. There is a disproportion of opportunity there. So I I do agree with that. I do think that the NFL needs to hire more minority head coaches, more minority front office personnel. I completely agree with that. However, once I go over these terms, I disagree with how they're going about it. You're going to be hearing me talk about these rules that they're going to be debating on this week, basically rewarding teams for making these hires. I think organizations should just have more of an open mind, taking more considerations for assistant coaches um, to come over and be head coaches or front office personnel. I don't think there needs to be like a reward system in place. I think it's like an insult to the candidate and to the organization and to just the person um, as a human being. But going through these rules first, uh, basically a virtual owners meeting is taking place this week where team owners will vote on these changes to help fill more coaching and front office vacancies with more minorities. So the new rule changes stands as follows, that teams must interview at least two, two instead of one, minority candidates for any coaching or senior front office position. Now, I agree with this one right here. From the end of the regular season through March 1st, they're basically disbanding the restrictions of talking to assistant coaches until their season is done. Usually teams have to wait until teams that are in the playoffs to be eliminated or such to talk to assistant coaches. That's going to end. Teams can talk to assistant coaches basically whenever they want. So, it stops them from jumping the gun and making an early hire just because they can't talk to one guy because their season is still ongoing. I think that's a good idea. This is where it gets a little touchy. Teams are going to be awarded a fifth round pick to any team whose minority assistant coach leaves to become a coordinator, such an offensive defensive coordinator for another team. So if a coach or excuse me, if an organization 
hires an assistant who is a, mem a member of a minority or a different race from another team and they come to their team, that new team will be awarded a fifth round pick in the draft. Now they will also be awarded a third round pick if any team um, with a minority coach or front office member leaves that organization to become a head coach or general manager for another team. So they get a third round pick for that. Teams can also be awarded a fourth round pick um, to any team that hires a person of color as its quarterback's coach and if that coach is retained beyond one season. Now this is the two big ones right here. Any team that hires a minority head coach would move up six spots from its allotted third round pick during the draft to that coach's second season. And any team that hires a person of color as its senior football executive, such as a general manager or president of football operations, would move up 10 spots in the third round during the draft prior to that executive's second season. So we're talking early here. You're talking hiring these candidates. And basically within two years, as long as they're still in that position, a team can move up six to ten spots in the draft. Even if they just won the Super Bowl and they're drafting 32, they can jump from 32 to 22 just for simply making a hire. Now, I'm all for um, a widespread getting more minority um, coaching opportunities out there. I completely agree that there is a disproportion. There is an imbalance in the NFL uh, amongst who holds what position and what rank as far as coaching and front office personnel. I just find it rather insulting to the candidates and I just don't agree with it being with there being like an award system. If a team does this, oh, we're going to give you, and these are really good rounds. I mean, we're talking third, fourth, and fifth. I mean, especially the third and fourth. If And with you having the opportunity to move up six to 10 spots in those early round stages, you can really make a difference to find that, you know, hidden gem and upgrade your team simply by hiring a guy of a different color. I think it's going to cause a lot of drama, a lot of controversy in the NFL. I think there's better ways, less drama-filled ways to go about this, just simply being more open-minded, um, expanding your interview list, making sure the best person fits and that fits your needs of the organization gets the job. But anyway, guys, let's let's dive into the fun part of this episode today. We're going through a bold prediction for every team in the NFL, and we're going to start it off in the AFC East side. Starting with the New York Jets, Jet fans. I think Adam Gase, who has this reputation for being that quarterback guru um, ever since he had that you know great offensive production season with Peyton Manning in Denver, came over to Miami. It's why he was hired to be the head coach there to unlock Ryan Tannehill's potential. Obviously, a lot of inconsistent years. Comes over to New York, struggles with Sam Darnold. This guy has a chip on his shoulder. There's always rumors of him with a nasty attitude, losing the locker room. He's in a critical second year with the Jets and Sam Darnold. I think Adam Gase is going to turn his back on backing up Sam Darnold. And as his season starts to go awry, he's going to make a last-minute desperate push, if he's still available, to sign quarterback Cam Newton. And he's going to make Newton the starter of the New York Jets, making Sam Darnold QB2 in a last-minute attempt to save his job for the season and to vouch for a third year as head coach of the New York Jets. Going to the New England Patriots, despite there being a 17 playoff rule this year, I think that they will miss the playoffs for the first time since 2008, ending their 12-year reign. 
of consistently making the postseason. I know Bill Belichick, despite not having Tom Brady, always finds ways to win. And they even have an expanded opportunity with a seventh team getting in there. I still think they're going to fall short. They will miss the playoffs for the first time since 08. Miami Dolphins. A little bias here being a Dolphins fan, but looking at their schedule and looking at other teams' schedules that finished last place in their division last season, I think they had the best opportunity to do it. I think the Miami Dolphins will go from worst to first in the AFC East and make the playoffs with a 10-6 and record, whether Tua Tagovailoa is the starter from day one, whether he comes in um, after Fitzpatrick gets some games in. I think this team upgraded significantly on the defensive side of the ball. They have a lot of good offensive weapons. They drafted well. They had a successful offseason. Patriots won't be as dominant this year. Jets are struggling. It's going to be a toss-up between the Bills and the Dolphins. And looking at the schedule, I think Miami, as long as they take care of business and play up to their potential, it could happen. Now, don't worry, Buffalo Bill fans. My bold prediction for you guys is that you still will finish 10-6 and and make the playoffs, but you guys are going to lose that division title due to tie-breaking procedures with the Miami Dolphins, whether it's head-to-head games, amount of AFC victories, whatever it is, the Dolphins take the crown this year, but Bills fans still get into the postseason. Bold predictions for the NFC East side. Giant fans, your team's going to have another rough year dragging themselves through the mud. But Saquon Barkley, who had a 1,000-yard season his rookie year and his sophomore year, will make it three years in a row for you guys as he has his third consecutive 1,000-yard season. Obviously, a lot of injuries last year, especially to that ankle, but he still eclipsed the mark just barely. 1,003 yards in 2019, 1,307 in 2018. I think he stays healthy. I think he breaks out again, maybe has like a 1,400-yard rushing season. Probably the only bright spot of the Giants' 2020 campaign. Washington Redskins, you guys won't be so lucky. You guys will go 0-16, and and you guys will be the only team in the NFL unable to win one game. Brutal schedule, lack of talent. I think the Washington Redskins will not be able to record a single victory this season. Dallas Cowboys, rookie wideout C.D. Lamb. That young man catching balls from Dak Prescott, he will be a 1,000-yard rookie wide receiver helping the Dallas Cowboys finish 11-5 and winning the NFC East Championship. Eagle fans, I don't know if you're going to... you got to win the division, I think, to make the playoffs. You might just miss out or just grab that seventh seed if you don't win the division. But good news, my bold prediction is for Carson Wentz, the face of the franchise, He's going to simply protect the football better this year. He had 14 fumbles that resulted in seven turnovers and seven interceptions. I say he has only five picks this year and less than three fumbles. And along with that, he will stay healthy and play in every single game this season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Going into the AFC North side, one bold prediction for the teams on this side. Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram were both 1,000-yard rushers for the Baltimore Ravens last year. You toss in rookie from the draft, J.K. Doppins. My prediction for you guys is that this dangerous rushing trio will combine for over 3,000 rushing yards in 2020. 
Cleveland, the Browns, they will finally get over the hump as Baker Mayfield finally gets that chemistry going with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. They will carry the Browns into the playoffs for the first time since 2002. Pittsburgh, you get Big Ben back under center. I think you guys are going to slightly miss the playoffs, but Roethlisberger will have a huge return year. This guy will throw 30-plus touchdowns in his return, but you guys will miss the playoffs ever so slightly. Cincinnati Bengals, you got that LSU man, Joe Burrow, under center for you guys. I think Joe Burrow wins not just Offensive Rookie of the Year, but he will win the NFL Rookie of the Year, throwing 25 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, and leading what seemed to be a completely dead organization to a modest 9-7 and record. Going into one bowl prediction for each NFC North team, starting with the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles will beat out Mitch Trubisky very early. It's not going to be a during-the-season competition. It's going to happen in the offseason and in training camp and in preseason games. Nick Foles will beat out Mitch Trubisky and be the starter for the Bears week one. However, Nick Foles will have a season full of inconsistencies, a string of win followed by a handful of losses. Mitch Trubisky will win his job back after poor play from Nick Foles. And the Bears, with Mitch Trubisky as quarterback, will go undefeated and win their last five games, giving Mitch his job back for the 2021 season. Green Bay, I think at some point, Jordan Love will become the starting quarterback during the season, whether it's because of an injury to Aaron Rodgers, whether it's because the wheels just fall completely off the bus for A-Rod, I think Jordan Love will take over as a starting quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers will be on a new team in 2021, much like the Tom Brady situation that unfolded this season. Detroit Lions, not much of a, um, not much to look forward to for your your season. But I think on the defensive side of the ball, Trey Flowers will record double-digit sacks for you guys this season. And Minnesota Vikings, all that talk about Kirk Cousins choking under pressure, not being able to perform and win the big one. Well, guys, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings minus Stephon Diggs will overtake Green Bay, and they will be the NFC North champions this season. Going into the AFC South, starting with the Tennessee Titans. Made it to the AFC Championship game last season. Ryan Tannehill was one game away from returning to Miami for the Super Bowl. I think monster running back Derrick Henry. Teams are going to figure out ways to stop him. They're going to plug up the holes in the defensive side of the ball. Win the war in the trenches. Derrick Henry regresses. But Ryan Tannehill silences his critics and haters of just being a ditch and dump, handoff type of quarterback. This guy will be the face of the franchise and the reason the Tennessee Titans win the AFC South this season. Jacksonville, your team will win at most three games this year, but you will be in heavy contention to draft quarterback Trevor Lawrence in the 2021 NFL Draft. Houston, getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of you guys think they will still be okay. Watson and company will still finish 9-7, 10-6, make the playoffs. I'm not buying it. I think they're going to be a 4-6 to six win team. I think the wheels are going to just fall completely off the bus. I think it's going to be a completely busted season full of struggles. Internal locker room struggles. 
Bill O'Brien losing the locker room, tensions between Watson and Brian, sideline fights, all the good stuff. And I think Bill O'Brien will be fired midway or at the end of the 2020 season. Indianapolis Colts, you got the gunslinger who likes to produce a lot of kids, Phillip Rivers. He's your quarterback in 2020, and my bold prediction is simple. You guys will make it back to the playoffs with Phillip Rivers as the quarterback, and Phillip Rivers will throw over 25 touchdown passes. One bold prediction for the NFC South, Atlanta. <clears throat> I think the Falcons will fire Dan Quinn at the end of the 2020 season as the Falcons fail to reach at most seven wins this season. For the Saints, always high hopes for them. They got Drew Brees back <clears throat> for one more year. But I think Drew Brees will retire at the end of the 2020 season after falling short of reaching the Super Bowl again. Maybe another disappointing loss to the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs. I got an interesting one for the Carolina Panthers. They bring in Teddy Bridgewater after he had a phenomenal year for the Saints when he took over. Great young quarterback. Did some good things for the Minnesota Vikings back in the day. However, I'm looking at XFL quarterback Phillip Walker. During the short time the XFL operated this season, this guy was an absolute beast. My bold prediction here is that Phillip Walker, at some point this season, will be QB1. He will take over Teddy Bridgewater's spot and help Carolina finish the season. <coughs> Excuse me. The season much stronger. As for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I feel... I hate to say it, but looking at their schedule and having Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski and company, I think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have the best chance to do it. So they will become the first team in NFL history to play in a Super Bowl hosted by their city. So, of course, Tampa Bay, the host of this year's Super Bowl. I think Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the best chance to be the first team to have a home Super Bowl. Going into the AFC West. Very modest for the Denver Broncos. I think sophomore quarterback Drew Locke will lead the Broncos to a modest 9-7 record in his second season. Sophomore year, they got him some weapons. I think he'll do much better. Pull him at least a winning season for uh, the Denver Broncos this year. Justin Herbert, sixth, round dra uh, sixth pick in the draft, excuse me. I think he's going to struggle in his first year at the Chargers. He will have more interceptions than touchdown passes. I'm thinking 17 interceptions versus 14 touchdown passes in his first year for the Chargers. Raiders, not so good either. John Gruden signed a 10-year, $100 million contract. I think that contract is terminated, and John Gruden is fired after the Raiders finish to win at most, I said they get maybe eight wins this year. But three years, this kind of money, 10-year deal, not getting him in the playoffs, struggling for three years. I think John Gruden is out after this season for the Oakland Raiders, or LA Raiders now. Kansas City, very bold for this one. And, you know, there's rumors that the NFL is scripted. Uh, you never know. But I think looking at the schedule, looking at the roster, coming off a Super Bowl win, I think they got the best opportunity to do it. Unfortunately, the Miami Dolphins organization in the NFL lost legendary head coach Don Shula this year. 1972 undefeated team won the Super Bowl. 
Some teams have gotten close to doing it. I think Kansas City does it this year. They will finish 16-0, becoming the first team to have a perfect season since Don Shula's Dolphins. Will they go all the way and capture a Super Bowl with it as well? Not exactly sure, but I think they will finish the regular season unbeaten at 16-0. Finishing off, rounding off this podcast with the NFC West side, the LA Rams, I think their flame will extinguish. They just have not been the same since their Super Bowl matchup with the New England Patriots. Their flame gets extinguished this year. They will win less than six games. And Jared Goff and Sean McVay will sink into the hot seat and be in very deep trouble Very questionable for the 2021 campaign. Seattle. A lot of high expectations. Always seemingly a playoff team competing for a Super Bowl. Not wishing anything bad on the guy, but I predict that Russell Wilson will suffer a season-ending injury just as everything's going so well, and that will be the cause for Seattle to just miss out on the postseason this year. As for the defending NFC champion 49ers, I think they will lose the division title due to sweeping losses to the Arizona Cardinals. And in contrast to that, to finish it off, the Arizona Cardinals, with all the new weapons they added for Kyler Murray, with the great draft and the great offseason they had, and with DeAndre Hopkins coming in, they will win the NFC West at 10-6 and and win one playoff game after finishing last in the division in 2019. I think the 49ers, despite having sweeping losses, the Cardinals, I think they will regress a little bit. They'll finish 10 and 6 as well, but similar to the Miami and Buffalo situation, Arizona wins the West and one playoff game in 2019. That's it for me, guys. Let me know your comments about the new Rooney Rule. Um, on my post on Instagram, make sure to follow me on Instagram at fins underscore all day. Smash that like button on Spotify. Give my podcast a listen to. Appreciate you guys tuning in today and have a great night.